And we are back, people. Um, some technical difficulties again uh, on my side. But, yeah, we move. Lots to talk about. Uh, we'll get into it because... <laughs> What's he doing? Lee, you right? Yeah, mate, technical you. difficulties. I was trying to point to you. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you're pointing the wrong way. But, anyway, yeah, we go again. Uh, lots to talk about in the Premier League. And, oh, look. Arsenal have finally lost in the in league to none other than Man United. But we're going to start on Liverpool because they dropped points as well. Um, yeah, to talk all about it, I've got Dale back with me. How you doing, mate? All good, you? Yeah, good. Just stress for bloody internet, man. What a, what a world we're living in at the moment when Sky can't even deliver on the day. And Kingman Kimmon, you're all right? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad at all. Enjoying the storm. Good, good. Yeah, I'm absolutely hammering down. Um, I'm glad I got my wall in this morning because I reckon tomorrow I'm not going to do it. But yeah, let's get into the game. Obviously, Everton nil, Liverpool nil. Um, Dale, I'll start with you because uh, I want to get your thoughts on on the performance itself. And I know you're playing tomorrow night, obviously, in in the Champions League. So do go on to that afterwards. Um, but yeah, what was your take on the game and how do you feel about this? Do you feel like it was... Uh, two point, uh, a point gained, or because I know Everton, for my opinion, been a good game, but that's just because it's Everton, and I'm maybe I'm maybe expecting not much from them um, based on how they've been this season. But yeah, give me your take on the game itself, and uh, what was your take on the result? Disappointing result, I think. I think given the balance of the game, we should have probably nicked it. I think um, Everton had probably two clear-cut chances. I think Alisson made a big save um, in the second half from Mope, which should have scored. Obviously, the goal was disallowed as offside, so I don't really count that as a, as a chance because it was offside. So, really and truthfully, they had one clear-cut chance and then Alisson made a really good save from McNeil when it had a double deflection. Um, and the Tom so Davis one as well. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tom Davis hit the post. So, yeah, so they had two, two clear-cut chances which they didn't take. I think we hit the post three times, I think. I think Pickford made, what, 10 saves. I can't say all of them were decent saves because a lot of us are saying to leave before we came on that a lot of them were straight at him. I think the Salah one at the end was a big, big save. Um, the Nunes one as well, where he tips it onto the bar is a big, big save. Class saves, yeah. So I think that if you, in the balance of play, I think a, you'd probably say a draw was was a, was a, was sort of an even result. But um, given the fact that just the amount of, ch the volume of chances that we had, I'm a bit disappointed that we didn't take one. Um, but again, Everton away, a lot of the, I think a lot of the results there over the last sort of 10 years have been draws anyway. So it was, you know, it's a, it's another game, no matter whether they're flying or whether they're, um, they're not doing so well, they always make it hard for us there. So uh, Everton away, nil, nil, one point. Disappointing, but it's better than a defeat. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the way I see it, it's, I don't think it's a derby anymore, just based on the fact on how well you've done and how far they've gone down. However, 
it is the type of game that they're going to turn up. Uh, this is where Lampard's going to get some brownie points. Lee, I want to get your thoughts on it. And um, do you agree with Dale that it was perhaps the right result um, regarding the circumstances? Or do you think you just didn't make an, you did have enough in the game to win it, but you just didn't take enough of your chances against Pickford? I mean, I think what you just said was the worst shout we've ever heard, saying it's not a derby anymore. It's fucking, you can see the stadiums from the other one. No, no. Um, I, I mean, in terms of rivalry, not derby, it's like Merseyside derby, that's fine. But I have people now where people say it's all about, oh, Liverpool and City are now, are now rivals, right? Based on the title contention. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, if, we, if we're doing it based on just that, then how are Liverpool or Everton anywhere near each other? Um, that's like me saying Arsenal and Fulham is, is a derby. Okay, yes, it's a, it's a London derby, but do people give it the same conversation as what they would Liverpool-Everton? No. Um, Everton Liverpool is a bigger derby than City Liverpool. I'd rather beat Everton than City. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, sorry, mate. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's probably it was the right result. To be fair, Everton had their chances. We had ours. Uh, we obviously had a lot more chances than them. Just didn't take them. Um, yeah, it's, it's not great. Not great. Yeah. For me, for me. Pickford was, he just, I think a lot of people, and we're going to touch on other games in a little bit, are trying to put themselves up in the England rank. And it was one of those games where Pickford perhaps did look better than what, what people were suggesting. Uh, because I'm not going to say Liverpool have got the players there to fire the big guns. Let's be honest, you've got Diaz, you've got Salah, Nunes was back. Um, and yeah, I agree with Dale that some of the shots perhaps they could have made better of. Um, but yeah, Everton, that probably the right game to give out that sort some sort of performance because the other games I don't feel like they've played as well but it's a point gain for them and yeah perhaps too deducted for Liverpool but luckily City did drop points as well which we'll touch on in a minute um obviously other results yeah, always, there as well there were there's always one thing uh both Liverpool and Everton's fans will say about that game is that um if you're not going to win it just don't whatever you do do not lose that game so to be honest as a as a Liverpool fan I ain't too bothered that we've, drew, we've drawn it. As long as we don't lose it, it's it's all right. That's what I said yeah. to you a couple of weeks. what I said a couple of weeks ago as well. Is I really wanted Everton to go down last year, not just because it's Everton, but because it's two hard games on paper for us yeah. to be able to avoid. Because not that same, no matter whether they're flying, whether they're down there, they never ever ever give us an easy ride there. And Goodison's just such a hard place to go and get a result usually, especially for us. I mean, I know all about it. We saw what happened to Arsenal last season. But yeah, on that note, we move. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, we're going to the 3pm games. And then I do want to touch on... I want to try and get through this quickly because I do want to touch on the Champions League and what's coming up in the games at the weekend. Uh, Brentford 5, Leeds 2. Look, what game for Ivan Tony? We were just talking about how players are moving and pushing for the England rank. I'm going to go around the table on the performance itself from Brentford. Um, but I want to ask a question to you two because it's a big debate, especially after this game. Uh, and obviously, we've seen certain strikers in England not in contention anymore because of reasons I don't want to get into, but too political. But yeah, do you think Ivan Tony can perhaps make it this, um, I was about to say this summer, this winter, Dale, or is there just too much competition there? <laughs> not in it. <laughs> completely yeah, no. No, right, no, 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 not. Not because I don't think he's good enough and not because I don't think he's a good player. It's because of Gareth Southgate. 
he will not put in a player like Ivan Tony now this close to the World Cup. He already knows what players are going on the plane. He already knows what formation he's playing. He he doesn't he won't do it now. It's too late. If this was the back end of last season, then I'd be saying yeah. But it, it's just Southgate. He 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 puts too much faith in players. And he, he always said when he first come that he would pick the players based on form and it didn't matter who you're playing with. But then he picks Harry Maguire every week. And I'm telling you now, Harry Maguire will be on that plane and Ivan Tony won't and that's as it all. Interesting thoughts. Um, I do kind of agree with you. Southgate seems to just stay consistent with who he takes, no matter what the form is, no matter how where they're playing, how they're playing. Um, Kingham, do you agree with that? Or do you think Tony's perhaps got a chance? I mean, the way I see it, my two pence would be there isn't much co uh, competition there. There's Harry Kane, T uh, Tammy Abraham, and potentially Calvert-Lewin. Um, but, I mean, his legs are like twigs. So, But yeah, go on, Lee. Do you, do you agree with Dale that... I do, I do, and I don't. I think there has been chance. There has been times Southgate has sort of taken chances on players and occasions. Uh, I do think, in terms of the competition there for to play sort of second fiddle to Harry Kane, uh, it's pretty open. You've got obviously Tammy Abraham playing in Italy. Um, most obviously, it's a lesser league than the Premier League. Sorry, Chris, uh, if you're watching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then over in England, you've the, the only outstanding, I'd say, English striker aside from Tony at the moment is Callum Wilson, and he can't seem to stay fit. If he stays fit, he's probably didn't think about him actually. Good point, yeah. Um, and the, the other the other two, Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins, aren't. Uh, no way! No way! No well, way! Maybe, wouldn't wouldn't even put them the in the conversation. They're the only ones that have had call ups from like Southgate and stuff. So yeah, I, I, I do Tony, agree. Tony's ahead of them, so I think yeah. Tony's only competition really is between it's between him, Wilson, and Abraham. I think Tammy Abraham's leading it at the moment just because the fact he's been in past squads and stuff. Uh, but I think if Tony keeps up his form, like he should, he was he was outstanding at the weekend. If he keeps that up, then Southgate can't really ignore him. Yeah, that's so that's the key. Up. That's the key for him now. Is if he he needs to yeah he needs that's, to he needs to, he needs to almost force himself. What you in. want. If you've got a penalty shootout coming up in the World Cup, you're bringing mm. Tony on. His penalties are immense. Yeah, that is yeah. one. That is another thing that he, that could swing it for him. But I just think that if 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 Tammy Abraham's fit, he he goes ahead of him. If um, Ollie Watkins is fit, he probably goes ahead of him as well, just because Gareth Southgate knows him and he can and he can trust them. Not that I don't think I say this isn't me thinking Tony isn't good enough because if it was down to me, I'd have Tony ahead of all of them. He would be my mm. second choice. So, but I just think I just think it's the Southgate thing for me. Yeah, I mean, what a game it was, by the way. Uh, a hat-trick for him, obviously. First goal gave him a lot of confidence. Leeds, I tell you what, Jesse Marsh, I love him more and more every week. Uh, he's just so, he's just so honest. I actually, I, I love the, um, I'm guessing you boys saw it. It was very, I think it went wide and viral on Twitter where, I think it was Sinistera where he was giving him a bit of welcoming and, um, about his English and stuff. But then a penalty wasn't given at, and we're going to talk about VAR until the cows come home in this show, probably. Um, it's, it's going to get a bit boring, you know, water is wet. Penalty wasn't given and, and Jesse Marsh just let him let him rip. And he's now been charged and um, because of that. But you know what? I think managers are just going to have to keep their cool because as we're going to talk about in a few in a few moments time, it's just it's happening all over the place. It's I don't what we want to see, though. 
as viewers, yeah. it's what we want to see, isn't it? Like, we had it with two show and Conte the other week. We want to see Patrick. We want to see managers kicking off, losing their shit. Yeah. What I want to see is... And, and being, being honest with you, mate, it was, a, it was a key moment in the game as well. They were 3-1 down. That goes to 3-2. You know they're pulling it back. It might not end the diff. Uh, it might end a different way. So, yeah. To be honest, from what I saw, it did look like a penalty. So, and there was other moments which we're going to talk about later, which penalties, you know, again weren't given that they would be given in another week. So it is what it is. But yeah, fair play to Brentford. Uh, Newcastle nil, Crystal Palace nil. Another moment there. You know, what is going on? Good um, fortune. Rashford for the middle is an option. Can get injured. I just want to go back to this before we move on. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I think I, I, I think the way Rashford's I think I agree with that. Him, yeah. I think that's the other thing, isn't it? I think Rashford again, he's another one that Southgate's already he looked at. Either. He's already and he can play wide as well. So he he'll probably be in the squad anyway if he keeps up. Had a blind, squad. yeah. I mean he had a blinder, didn't he? But he can play out on the left. Mind you, he's not gonna get in on the left. Look how many options they've got on the left. So he he's, can play he, I think I think yeah, I think he. I think he'll be part of the squad anyway, though. If he's fit and he's firing, he's in good form. Like he is. Yeah, he look, I think Southgate likes him based on the outside. Like, obviously, off the field, he's you know he's known well. I think Southgate and Ralph should. I'm not saying they're best friends and they've got the handshakes going, but I can't see Rashford ever not getting on that plane unless he's injured. Um, and to be honest, I think he'll have a good season anyway. He's got some confidence under Ten Hag. Um, but yeah, I think for me. It's going to be interesting to see that uh, that England selection when it comes out because is it, if it's not based on form, there's going to be riots. People like Ivan Tony, they haven't got they haven't got long left to get in this England squad. Uh, bloody hell, Sam's on one, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't really argue with it when they've just lost to bloody Zagreb. Yeah, up the Zagreb. Um, yeah, Fafana, eighty million. What money spent there? But yeah, Newcastle nil, Crystal Palace nil. Look, another one where VIR was questioned. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. Um, what's your thoughts on Newcastle this season, uh, Lee? I'll stick with you now that you're talking. Obviously, the signed Isaac, big statement there. Do you think they perhaps the weight on their shoulders now is going to be bigger than what it was? Obviously, I, I saw them as maybe a top eight, top nine um, at the beginning. Um, the season just based on the money they had and I, saw, I knew that Saudi right I knew the Saudis would come in and spend money and spend big and show a big statement show a big intention um, but what's your take on them this season and do you think the fans will be expecting that sort of uh, level for them to finish in obviously massive 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 competition in that area you've got Palace themselves I think they'll perhaps be in there um, Wolves at the, at the moment their form's not showing it but I think they'll be up there um, but yeah, what would what would be your realistic expectation for them um, from an outside point of view, at least? Yeah, I mean, I've always had a soft spot for Newcastle anyway, a little bit. Um, they used to be my go-to team on Football Manager back in the Nobby Solano days. Um, <laughs> I I, like, I really like I really like them. I know they've got money and everything, but I think since Eddie Howe's come in, um, the football they're playing is exciting. They're signing they're signing the right players. Um, I think. One of our first pods for this season, I tipped them as like possible overachievers. Um, I think, yeah, their fans have got every right to to live in hope that they're going to be sort of challenging for the European places, and I don't see why not with the way they're going. Second half of last season, they were one of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah, they've started this season well. They've got exciting players. They've got uh, Bruno's obviously doing bits in midfield. Saint Maximum is one of the most exciting players to watch in the league. 
Um, mm. You know, Wilson up top, now just signed Isaac. Um, he's a target, a left back, Trippier, a right back. He's, yeah, got a good little team going, I think. Um, got the I'm tools, haven't they? Yeah. Do you, know, yeah. do you know what I like about them is the fact that they've got all this money, but they've, they've not just gone and splashed it for the sake of it. They've gone and mm. bought players that actually they want and they feel that can improve them for now yeah. rather than just throwing money at like a Neymar and people like that just for the sake of it. Yeah. I think Eddie Howe's quite a likable geezer, a gapper as well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah he's, he's another one up there with Potter you could talk for a future England manager for sure. Yeah, that's not a bad shout whatsoever. Um, I think Newcastle away would be one that many, many people, I mean, it is anyway, but many, many people would not be looking forward to this season. Um, but yeah, you know, it's one of them games you look at and you probably would take a draw all day, especially for Palace. Isaac is a great sign. Yeah, I want. I mean, Arsenal, I remember when we were, we were speaking about him and then it became Vlavic. And honest, we could... I, I, we've got Jesus now and I get that but we could have done with another striker and it is a bit of a sore wound seeing him go to Newcastle because odds are he's going to come up against us and score but it's what it is it's also good to see him at a club like Newcastle because you know they're on the up they're on they're, at the moment they're trying to expand and become a club they once were back in the day so uh, Forest 2 Bournemouth 3 I'll go to you to you on this one Dale what a cool game what Unreal, a man. result for Bournemouth look Scott Parker sacked you know, they needed to lift the gloom. They're 2-0 down. And they go and do this. Huge boost. Um, obviously, great, great comeback. Good for the fans as well. Bit of spirit. Um, but, yeah, what's your take on the performance from, from Bournemouth? And how do you think this will affect Forest? Like, all the money spent. They've built a busload. They've brought in a busload. Literally a busload. I think I read the stats. 27 in... Uh, no, 21... 27 out, 21 in or something ridiculous. Um, but, yeah... <laughs> Yeah, squad. Uh, give me your thoughts, mate. I, I couldn't believe it to be honest when I saw it. I see them, they went 2 0 up on a fire, you know, Forest at home with other fans behind them, all the feel good factor. And then Bournemouth, mate, out of nowhere. Where have they pulled that from? Unreal, mate. Great, great for Bournemouth because obviously they need everything they can get this season. And obviously they're going to have some dark days. So days like that, I think the Bournemouth fans have got to enjoy. And um, yeah, just, just take it for what it is. And if they can keep that sort of spirit and that sort of fight, and who knows? They might be able to just survive this year, but I mean, still, I'd still tip them to be the, the you know, bottom. Um, but you know, massive result for them away at Forest, and I'm sure their fans were, were enjoyed that performance. But um, I don't think they can keep afford to going two 0 keep going two 0 down in games. That's not gonna, they're not gonna be able to do that every week. Mm, I mean, for me with Forest as well, the one thing I will say, I said this from the beginning, they've just got way too much to do. And half the players they've signed, they can't even put on the pitch because they've got too many new players. <laughs> like they signed Awanee, he was on the bench. I'm thinking, what's happening there? Like he, he was then he was their number one signing, record breaking. Not even playing him. Uh, I, I don't know. For me, I think Forest would be in my bottom three. Not just going off this result itself, but I just think they have got too much to do. And I'm, I don't know too much about their manager because I haven't got time to sit there and watch Championship every week. But yeah, you've got to be some. You've got to be a very good manager to have an entirely new squad come in and you put that together and succeed in the Premier League. That is a very big ask. Uh, but yeah, great result for Bournemouth. A lift um, and a good... <laughs> I, heard it, I heard it said on Sky Sports, a good way for a job interview. Um, yeah, because obviously they've got the caretaker manager in at the moment, but we'll see. Those two teams are definitely going to be down there. Wolves won, Southampton nil. Look, this is what I said about Wolves. They just don't score enough. 
they don't score enough. And Diego bloody Costa, I'm not sure he's going to come in and tick all the boxes that they need someone to. Uh, Lee, what's your take on this result for Wolves? And obviously, the manager itself, look, he got a lot of credit last season for how uh, far they finished. You know, they weren't conceding goals, but they've had a big, big um, knock with the injury of their new signing. And now they're just looking for someone desperate. It seems like they're just going to throw all their cards in every basket. Um, But yeah, what's your take on Wolves and a result for them? And do you feel like... Costa is the type of player that can come and play at this level again. Is it worth it? Uh, well, I heard he was... I did read that he was getting denied a work permit somehow, which is kind of ridiculous. That, that won't happen. That will come in. I'm not telling you Yeah, I don't know if he's still got it. Fair play. It could be a nice addition to their squad. They they clearly need someone up there. Um, they got very. I think they got very lucky to win this one because I, I just mm. literally while I was just watching the highlights, I saw Che Adams dis, disallowed goal for handball, and I don't know how he's managed to head that onto his hand. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was. It's probably one of the most shocking misses I've ever seen. One you don't look <laughs> back, and one you don't look back at. Yeah, yeah. So it probably should have been a draw, really. So they got. I think even um, was it was it Neto who scored his finish? It was a bit of a scuff. But Dance, um, it? Yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, I always get confused there. So, um, this one, yeah, they've got just, good players. Just, I don't get why they never score yeah, so much. Got, I'm not denying they've got good players. They have. I've, I've always liked their squad. Uh, I think they've been quite consistent since coming coming into the Premier League. Um, they just seem to be lacking that cutting edge up up top. Really, they're pretty. They're pretty solid at the back. Pretty solid in midfield. They just seem to be lacking some attacking flair. They haven't started the season greatly. They haven't picked up many points. Um, so it be interested to see where they go from here. Yeah, good, good shout. Um, definitely, I mean, if I'm looking at Wolves-Southampton on Friday afternoon, I'd expect Wolves to turn up here and, you know, get some confidence in the players. No disrespect to Southampton, because they obviously got a good win against Chelsea um, during the week. Had to bring that in. But, yeah, okay. um, I don't know. I don't know how they fix this. But the players are... <laughs> <laughs> bring it back up the players are all there um, I don't want to talk too much about this game because look we all know how much I hate Richarlison we all know what I've said on him flop of the season and I yeah this guy look, he actually had a good, he actually had a Spurs 2 Fulham 1 he actually had a good game I'm going to I'm going to give him some credit while I can he had a good game was unlucky not to score I think he did everything but score really and then he did took his shirt off got booked and then it's disallowed. I mean, this is the game we live in now, people. Uh, you can't, you can't even take your shirt off and celebrate because you know what? You just, you just end up looking silly. But yeah, him and Harry Kane starting, which I found quite interesting, uh, because you know he was brought in as sort of a number nine backup, but they went for him and Kane, and they adapted to it quickly. If I'm going to take my Arsenal hat off, they did play well. Um, but one thing I'll say is, look, it's just Fulham. It's only Fulham. It's only Fulham, they told Arsenal. And here at the Spurs, and I'll say, they, as much as they played well, they didn't win this easy. Mitrovic's goal was brilliant. And he, they could have had a couple. I think if Fulham have got some better players in there, this is definitely ending 2-2. Um, but yeah, great result for them, for Spurs. And Fulham have got to keep their head up. They're getting some good performance. They've not been... You, you think of them coming out of the, Premier, uh, the Championship to the Premier League. You know, they're doing quite well. Um, and... The wins, they're, the, the games they're losing, they're not losing by a significant amount. They're not getting hammered. You know, it's not one of them seasoned. Who was in charge of them that season? Was it? It wasn't Sam Allardyce, was it? Well, when they went down. Yeah. 
Parker. Parker. Oh, yeah, it was Parker. Oh, my God. Parker, oh, yeah. My... yeah, Scott Parker. Like, that was just... That, that season, they were gone before they even started. At least now they're showing some spirit. And while other teams slip up, like, you know, your Bournemouth, your Nottingham Forest, they might have a chance. Um, but, yeah, fair play to Spurs, as much as I can give them credit. Let's talk about City. Obviously, you boys are happy with this. Uh, Dale, I know you've got some words. <laughs> I know you've got some words for um, for Haaland. He's, look, he's just broke his first record in six games, right? So you've got to give the man credit. A 30-year record. Niall Quinn kept a record 10 goals in six games, and it's been broken just like that by Erling Haaland. Uh, but yeah, talk to me about your thoughts and his uh, performances in the Premier League so far. There's no look. There's no doubt that he's that he's got. He's, listen, there's no doubt that he's got an eye for. He's obviously he's got an eye for a goal. Or clearly, he he's always in the right place at the right time, which is obviously a talent in itself. But the way I look at it is, he's. I just I just think there's so much more hype made of him than there is. If you look at his overall play, I know that you're going to say goals are goals are what he's there for. But if you take away the goals, and there's going to be games this season where he doesn't score. He doesn't offer City anything else, in my opinion. I see him, he's anonymous in games, and then all of a sudden, bang, he pops up a goal. Oh, no. a goal. And I know and I know that people will say that, well, that's what he's there for. That's what they've brought him in for, is to be that anonymous. guy to finish off. But he is. You know, he has, he has he gets minimally, gets involved minimally in the, in the build-up play. Look at Lee's he, face. I'm trying not to laugh at Kingham's face at the bottom. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm just seeing it, calling it how I see it. I, I don't think that I think in the against the lesser teams, the, the teams that he's been scoring against, that's fine. He's going to score hat loads of goals. He's going to get enough chances within this city team to do that. I just don't feel in the big games, the biggest games, when it's really going to matter that he's going to he's going to do it. You know, we saw against Liverpool. You know, early in the season, all right, it was a Community Shield, and he hadn't played a lot of football. He was anonymous for pretty much the whole of the game. He did nothing. And then he scores a hat trick against Nottingham Forest at home in a six 0 win, and everyone's loving him i just don't see it i really don't there's going to be a time this season and i think he's going to be a bit like not in terms of the way he plays like lukaku i mean in terms of his record. oh my god no 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 no, no. lukaku's record against the against the teams outside the top six was immense immense like immense but then you put him against the top six teams and he didn't do it and that's how i see highland that's how i think highland's going to be obviously he might go on and prove me wrong but 10 I mean, goals. they're playing right now. They're playing right now, and I reckon he's going to go and turn up. I think I, I think humble pie is coming I, your way. I just don't see it. Honestly, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see the hype with him. He's all. I mean, look at all the majority of his goals, tap-ins, and I just don't see it. I just, I just don't see what the hype is with this guy. I think he's a fraud, mate. I really do. I think you're going to be eating the, the same humble pie that I'm, I'm eating. Lee's gone. Um, I said about Kevin De Bruyne this season, you know, I don't think he was going to bring the numbers that, that he did last. Look at him now. Like, what an assist that was as well. Haaland may be easy to pick out. Apparently, all he does is score goals. Um, but, yeah, a great assist no. from De Bruyne. And you've got to give credit to Stevenage's one and only Ashley Young. Uh, what a performance from him when he came on. You know, he's up against the big boys. He's still got it in his locker. But yeah, I think I think Villa would definitely take that. What a point that is for them. You know, they've had a hard start to the season. Gerard's been on edge. I think the Villa fans have probably been on, you know. They've been they've just been I think they've been on Gerard's back way uh, way too early in the season. Based off last season's results as well though, and a great point for them. Um I thought they fought well. Coutinho's goal, another one. And look, I know Luke's mentioned it earlier, so we're gonna have to bring this one up. Uh, Lee, I want to finish the Harlem discussion. 
I, I don't want to honestly. Don't need to finish I don't it. Want to. The, the guy's a fraud, and he's gonna he's gonna flop well, in the think, big games. I Keep think his his arrival is single handedly bringing back the old school number nine to the Premier League, and I'm so here for it. I love it. It's like having the old striker back, like the fucking. You won't be when they win the league, mate. Up. If if, if, if City win the league by by five goals, you'll be like, oh, fucking eight, Arlen. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the other teams rattled. It's made us go and panic by a fucking seventy million Uruguayan Andy Carroll. Do you know what I mean? Teams <laughs> want Harlan's arrived and teams want that big centre forward again. I love it. False nine's dead. It's gone. <laughs> And Joe, yeah. he's come in. He's broke a thirty-year record already in his first cut. In his first couple, a thirty-year record that was he's held by who? Only... Who was it held by? Noel Quinn. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mate, give me a break. Mickey Quinn. Still... It's not. I mean, Arlen. the fact that so, gone on for. So, so, no, but hold on a minute. It's not Noel Quinn. Mickey Quinn. Noel... Mickey Quinn. I don't care. Was it Mickey Quinn? I thought it was Noel Quinn. It could be Harlequin. I don't care who it is. He's broke a record that was held by somebody who wouldn't even get into the top one hundred strikers in the league in the history of the Premier League. So I'm not impressed by it. It's because he didn't play when a Premier League was formed. <laughs> it was before that era. Yeah, um, I mean, he's a, he's 22 breaking records in his sixth game in the Premier League. Let's, let's, let's give him credit. There's only, there's only a handful of people who have ever got back-to-back hat-tricks in the Premier League, no matter who it's against. Um, you couldn't ask any more from him than what he's done. He's, he's And he's still so young. He's going to be class. He's already proven that he's class. And the Premier League's changing. They're getting the old strikers back. Your drogbers back. Your fucking your big men are coming back, and it's quality. Well, two interesting different opinions there on on Erling Haaland. Um, apparently, he's a fraud, and then a Liverpool fan. Both Liverpool fans, by the way. Um, yeah, love to see him back. Bring back the number nine position for what it should be. Uh, but yeah, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask opinions on this because i found i was i found it an odd situation there was a lot of situations this weekend in the premier league where i looked at and i was like yeah same old same old this coutinho situation was just weird it was just weird um but lee i want to go to you and your thoughts on it obviously coutinho former liverpool player um what's your thoughts on the disallowed goal um I'm trying to remember it because I didn't show it on Match of the Day 2. I just watched oh, uh... <laughs> Right. Dale, I do. Dale, have you seen it? This is, gonna be, this is going to be completely yeah. awkward if, if neither of you have seen it. But I've if seen not... it. I've seen it. I did, I did watch it when it happened. But, uh... To be honest with you, I, 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 I didn't watch the game live. But I it saw was Gerard's... an offside. It was an offside, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 I saw Gerard's whistle, the re- But the reason the, the reason the goal was disallowed was because the whistle was blown. No, yeah. the whistle. They blew the, yeah, they blew the whistle. But think, yeah, you're supposed to let the flag go, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 But to be fair, if they reviewed like, it, it would have been onside. But to be fair mm-hmm. though, I looked at I looked at I looked at Gerard's reaction. And he said, "Oh, a legitimate goal was scored and, and all that sort of stuff." But then when you look at look at Edison, he almost stopped. He knows the whistle's already gone. He almost lets it in. So I'm not too sure whether if play continued, if he would have scored anyway. I thought I I thought when when Gerard listening to because obviously I didn't see the game live. I saw Gerard's comments. Then I watched the highlights. So I, I wasn't. I thought it was a more. It would be more legitimate than that. But he was never offside. It was a shocking offside decision. I'd yeah. rather in them circumstances just leave the flag down, and then they're going to check the goal anyway. So just don't put a flag up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's not. I don't really feel with the, the whole thing this weekend. It's not VAR that's the problem. It's idiots using Bloody it. refs. Yeah, I feel like we're the only country who can't get it right. Yeah. Well, one of the guys has been. He's been sacked from this week's in fixtures, isn't he? Lee Sack Mason, is it? He read a lot. Yeah, yeah. Get, get Tierney gone as well. I mean, oh. 
<laughs> Bloody hell, there's a whole list of them. We could be here all night. But it's like I said to Lee, look, I said this last year. If if there's a bad driver and you give him a new car, he's it's not gonna improve the driving. You know, it's still gonna be a, it's still gonna be bad driving. They've given him a system. They've given a good system to bad referees. It's, that's what's going to happen. I think I quite agree with with Carragher's, Carragher's take on it was that he thinks there should be a fan, an ex footballer, and and then a referee. So you then do a two out of three vote on on the, on the big decisions. Oh, I'm not too sure about that. I'm not too sure. About different that. perspective because you've got to think all the refs are, 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 are supposedly acting to the letter of the rules and the letter of the law. Whereas we'll be in next week, get... still waiting for the <laughs> we're still waiting for the outcome. <laughs> I just think they've got. To, I think they've got to review it, and they've got to maybe look at a different, a different way of, of, of these bar decisions being made because they're not they're not really getting them right, and that's the problem. I mean, he, I mean, look at the Chelsea one for example with the goalie. I mean, that's never yeah. a foul. You've got the Arsenal one, which that's, that's, I think again, that's one of the most ones I've ever seen. That Chelsea. This one. is one, and then it's like you even look back to last year when you had like the Rodri handball away at Everton. Everyone and their dog could tell that that was handball doesn't get in. It's just it's just a consistent catalogue of errors. But then again. When you look at the stats they were talking about it on Talksport today, and they were saying that the actual stats of the ones that they've got right compared to the ones they've got wrong, it, it still heavily weighs in favour of it's doing good rather than bad. But obviously, we only discuss or pick up on when it goes wrong, and that's when all the mm. heat comes from. Whereas when they get it right, no one talks about it. Hundred percent, yeah. And, and good job you brought up the Chelsea one. That was my next go-to. Um, Declan Rice, the boy, Dale's best friend. Probably um... assist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he took him five seasons. <laughs> but yeah, Declan Rice going to social media. Um, it, it reminds me of, do you remember, I think it was last season actually, when there was the clip of him uh, walking through the tunnel and then he completely uproared at the referee. And it just reminded me back to the proper ruffle days. But yeah, he came out and then apologised after, which I think kind of let him I down a bit. What, what did he say? Just basically said that the system is a shambles, and then like uh, what, two hours later, he apologised and said, you know, in the heat of the moment. Fair, though, he's got he's got a point though, hasn't he? Because it's the thing is, he's got a point though, hasn't he? Because I mean, again, every man and his dog could tell that, that weren't a foul. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's basically saying what he really thinks, and then his PR team have made him apologise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Which but the way I see it, right? What is what is Bowen meant to do? What on earth do you do in that situation? Well, I actually think Mendes feels fucking ashamed that he's even appealed for that. He's literally <laughs> come out. He's literally come out and claimed the ball, and then gone, "Oh, my arm!" Like he's been kicked. <laughs> he's, he's literally just claimed the ball. Like he should be like a proud fucking goalkeeper for claiming it. And yeah, he should have kept hold of it. Don't get me wrong. By the way, what what finished by Cornet oh. Arthur as well? Yeah, brilliant. Um, I haven't seen too much of him, like because I'm not, when he joined when he joined Burnley, I thought. Um, what is going on? I didn't see much of him at all. And then he joined West Ham and now I'm starting to see like what he's about and they've got, to be fair, they've got good depth now, West Ham. I've got to give them that. Like when they come into the Conference League, it's a good, it could be a good season for them because that's a, that's a league that they're more than likely going to succeed in. They've got the depth. They've got Skamaka, Antonio, Bowen, Fornells, you know, the list goes on. But yeah, shameful from Mendy and another poor decision, you know, at this point, I just think we. I feel like I feel like it's Groundhog Day. We're just going to be talking about this const, constantly, every single time. Um, I tell you what, Mendy has started this season terribly. Being found out, yeah, he, is. he got he got dropped tonight, didn't he? Who who said it? Who said it though? 
Was it you, Lee, a couple of weeks ago, before he even started performing badly, that you don't understand why he's in certain conversations? I think it was you. And then, yeah, ever oh, since, yeah. he's had howlers, absolute howlers. I haven't seen the game from tonight. I need to watch the highlights back of the game from Zagreb to see how he did then. But well, he got sat, yeah. he got he got dropped. He got dropped tonight. Did he? Kepa Kepa started in goal tonight. Yeah. But the thing is as well, I think the thing is with Mendy, he's one of them. I think he's a he's a good shot stopper. And he's had he's had the he's had the fortunate. Obviously, Chelsea over the last couple of seasons have been quite solid defensively, and he's had a good back four, back five in front of him. So he's had minimal to do. And then obviously, when he has been called upon, he's done it pretty well. But I think now that you're starting to see Chelsea leak a few more goals and there's a bit more pressure on it on his goal, you're starting to now see that maybe he's not that good as what people thought he was. I mean, I think three or four years ago he was training on his own in a park and couldn't get couldn't get signed by anybody. And now, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I've never really seen him as this top goalie that everyone that everyone speaks about. He has good. Games I think it was. The, I think it was the um, the win with Senegal, wasn't it? That really lifted like. Everyone started then discussing about yeah, the him League from that. League, and then the Champions League, League as well. So he was, you know, he was an AFCON winner, a Champions League winner. So people were just putting him in conversations anyway. Um, yeah, for me, but I've seen, I've seen more powders from him than good performances. That's just my opinion. You can sort of compare him, you can sort of compare him the difference in class between him and Allison at the moment of the season. Both teams have got shit defences in front of him. But Allison's putting off really good saves and not really making mistakes. And Mendy's having a shocker. So yeah. I mean that kind of that kind of end of who's the better goalkeeper in the league. See, that's yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Edison and Allison on his level anyway with Mendy. No way. Um, I mean, if he's he's that's Chelsea. Like. Yeah. <laughs> thing is as well for me, I think as well like a top goalie as well is is sometimes not someone who's pulling off ten saves a game. It's maybe someone who doesn't have nothing to do all game, and then in the ninetieth minute, you know, he's got to yeah. stay contract. He's got to pull a worldie off, and he's had one thing to do, and he keeps it out. Sometimes that's more of when you can sort of judge a goalie. I think any goalie can have games where like Pickford, you know, you're not going to say after him making 10 saves at the weekend that he's a world-class goalie. But he could, you, goalies mm. can have them games where they, they, they just seem to be in the right place at the right time. And I think he's had yeah, Pick, a few of it. Pickford goes from being England's number one to like not even starting from Everton. It's a joke. Yeah. Like some, the inconsistency in Pickford is baffling sometimes. Like it is. He'll probably, go and, have a sh- he'll probably go and have a shocker at Emirates, hopefully. Um, but yeah, Another another interesting game. Stupid amount of goals. Brighton 5, Leicester 2. Look, Brendan Rodgers is still there. Don't know how. Don't know how much longer. But, you know, you boys are Liverpool he is, fans. He has lost the dressing room completely. Lost yeah. them. Lost them all. I mean, you, um, had, you had the team arguing on the pitch all game. Picking fires of each other. I thought it was going to be another bow. Dale, are you, bringing that up, are you bringing that back up in, in, in relation to... Um, oh no, sorry, Graham about, Potter, because of Brighton. I, I, I was thinking, about, what? I got very confused then. I thought you were thinking talk about like, Brighton, mate. Yeah, look, Bro- man, manager of the month. As much as I was going to say Arteta, it's got to be Potter, isn't it? It's mate, can got... I just big up? Can I just big up Potter? I'm going to make a big statement now, and it ain't, it's not just off the back of the start to this season either. I would, I would have Graham Potter as Klopp's successor. When Klopp goes, if Potter's still doing it for Brighton as he's doing now, I'd have him at Liverpool. <laughs> Lee, Lee. Okay, now, some of your shouts are unbelievable. <laughs> Lee, 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 what's your Lee? What's your what's what's your what's your problem with that? You've Ooh, got more of a, you've got more of a response to that to what years. you have him managing England, and and Klopp's to be honest, four years. I another four years. You think? Yeah, he, he is. He's signed a contract. What? No, I just find that funny because 
whenever Liverpool lose, or the other week when you lost to Man United, the amount of silly fans, and I'm not putting you two on their bracket because I know they're not, that were like, Klopp out, Klopp's not the right man. And I thought, who the hell is going to come in and do a better job than Jurgen Klopp? No, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying I want He's, Klopp to go in order for Klopp to come in. I'm yeah. not saying that. But if I, anyone's going to replace him, it'll if, be if Klopp, if Klopp was to walk tomorrow, I'd have, uh, Potter would be my first choice. Look at look at the players he's lost. He's lost Ben White, obviously not like, obviously last season. He's lost um, Cucurella, Basuma, Cucurella. He's had no striker for two years, and yet he seems lost about play now as well. <laughs> and, then, and then they go, and they're still getting results. And, they, and it's not just the results; it's the it's the actual the style of play that he plays, the football that he plays. If his name was Pot- Potterino or whatever they want to call him, he'd be talked about in a whole different bucket. <laughs> You're sounding like Sam Allardyce now. <laughs> Mate, I'm telling you, this this guy needs to be taken seriously. He's a he's a bloody good manager. He is mm. a bloody good manager. Said that, no yeah. one, lost a, lost a lot of bases. If, if you he gave Pop well, that, if, well. if you gave Pop that squad, he wouldn't get the results Pop was getting. Wow. It's, okay, it's, that is a big state. That's a big state. It is impossible to tell. I know what you're saying, but I, I just think that he doesn't get he doesn't get nowhere near the amount of praise that he deserves. Do you not think? I think you know, he does get praise. I know a lot of people that. I don't think he does. Yeah, he's getting a lot of praise at the moment, and yeah, that's like, I, I think if, I mean, if you did a debate on if you did a debate on Twitter, would you have Graham Potter as your manager? I can't imagine many people would say no, unless you're yeah, maybe Pep Klopp. I mean, um, I think if you're talking one of the best clubs in the world, though, like your Liverpool's, your Man City's, Chelsea Barcelona, would have him. I bet Chelsea fans would have Potter tomorrow. I don't think he comes in the conversation yet because he's not got any. He's not got any pedigree. Someone's got to give him a chance. Player. Dale. Yeah, but that's where that's where he's got to take <laughs> yeah. on maybe someone who's not in the top two and needs to and then trying to break into it, he needs to take someone outside of the top two. Yeah, no, I think he's next. He's, he's next. He's next. The, the thing is, the thing is with Potter, right? I, I think now he does need a bigger because he's done like what he's done with Brighton is brilliant, and he does keep doing it. Let's be honest, he's always finishing high with them. He's not finishing in a silly position. And you look at the squad; Danny Welbeck still starts. Adam Lallana probably gets in there sometimes. And I'm thinking, you're a relegation battle squad, realistically. Um, and, and the players that are doing it, Sasada, no one can tell me that they knew about him last season. No one had a clue. I think, you know, the, I think he's the turning ten, up through. The, Alec, Alec, Alex, is it Alexis McAllister? I think it is, isn't yeah, it? Um, yeah, great finish, by the well way. Is, sad to be I, disallowed, to be fair. I think the only thing with Potter is as well, is that obviously, like you say, at the minute, there's no expectation for Brighton. So they're not, that you know, He's not expected to do anything, and he's not dealing with big egos. Yeah, big what more can he do with them? That's the thing. That's no, no I question. think I think like Lee said, if he if he was to go to a bigger club where he had a bigger purse, when he could buy better and bigger stars, then that would be the test for him whether he could do it with you know the big egos and the big personalities that you get when you when you're signing top footballers. At the minute, he's dealing with players who want to make a name for himself, so that probably bodes well for him. The fact that they're hungry and they want to push to be able to use Brighton as a stepping stone to go and play for you know your top your top six sides. So, so it does bode well for him in that sense. It, it, the dynamic of the squad is that they're all hungry, looking to do a Cucurella, come in for a season or two, and then get a move to a big club. So that does that does give him a bit more of an advantage at the minute. But I still think he's, I still think outside of the top six, he's the best manager. Oh well, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to slander Arteta too much um, because I don't want to be one of those people. We lose one game and Arteta out. But what Potter does with the little. The little squad we, he's got. I mean, Malpe was starting every game. He lost him, and he's. I'm not saying Malpe's a great player, but he scored goals. Um, and for me, having people like 
even was it Dan Byrne? He came from Brighton as well, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. 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 Dan Byrne, like they've lost half. They've lost so much of that defence, and how he's put the pieces back together so quickly is just amazing. But yeah, we're going to talk about the game. I don't really want to talk about too much. Um, Arsenal losing. Finally, uh, but we're still top of the league. We're still top you, of the league. Can you go to Lee first, mate? Because he said he wants to rip into Arsenal tonight. So I'm interested to, uh, I'm interested to see what he's going to say. I mean, we played well, so I'd like to know what he's got to say. But go on, Lee. Oh no, I was going to say you could go to Den first because I know he's going to put a positive spin on it. Oh wow! All right, we're, we're doing this. We're doing this. Um, yeah, look. In terms of the performance, I can't even knock. I can't knock us too much. I thought they showed hunger, they showed grit, you know. I said beginning of the game I wanted to see a bit of a fight in this game because we didn't see it last last season when we lost their 3-2. That was an unfortunate loss. To be honest, I think this was as well. Uh, we ticked a lot of the boxes. I think not enough creativity. Like, we had a lot of the ball the first half. Jesus, he was playing well, very well, given, causing problems, but he was just not in the right areas. Like, he's there to score goals. What on earth is he doing? Like, he was giving me Lacazette feels. And I don't mean that in terms of how well he was playing or how bad he was playing. He was just playing. He was just in the wrong areas. When we're playing a a four three three or a four two three one, however you want to call it, we need Jesus in the middle. We don't need him doing that build up. Like, you know, we need him at the front firing. Um, but yeah, defensively very very questionable. Bad game for Gabriel especially. The, in terms of the result, look. Well, I was just saying I don't want to call out Arteta. I'm going to call out Arteta. I think the game was lost. Those substitutions, what are you doing? Like, there's no need to be that hasty. There is no need. We were 2-1 down. We were still in the game. And we hadn't even... It's not like even we were getting, you know... It's not like we were drowning. We we were doing all right. We were doing comfortably well. We just got caught on the break. And I think we'd have come back into the game and probably equalised. However, he goes and makes three substitutions, takes... Zinchenko, arguably one of our best players on the day, off. Which, okay, if he's got a knock or if he's just coming off um, an injury, that's fair enough. But to take him off and then bring on Smith, Ryan, Vieira, two attacking players, is suicide. It is suicide. And I think Ten Hag would have, you know, been licking his lips and knowing exactly what to do as soon as those substitutions were made. And yeah, paid off. We got completely exposed. The inevitable was going to happen, and it did. Um, but I think there's more good to take out of the game than bad. And I'm not meaning to sound like, you know, oh, like like how it was at Anfield. Oh, OK, you drew the game, but apparently you won. I feel like this was a very good performance. One we've not seen at Old Trafford or any sort of stadium. This is one of our hardest away games. Probably just as hard, if not harder, for, for Liverpool going to Everton. So I'll take the performance we had. And yeah, we go again next week. And yeah, look. Luke's, Luke's just said exactly what words out of my mouth. He was just dropping too deep. We're not going to score goals with him dropping deep. Good game for Saka. Uh, good finish as well. Took it well. Odegaard, look, people can slander him till the cows come home. He's our captain. He's not going nowhere. And the, the goal that we actually scored doesn't happen without him. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, we go again Sunday against Everton. Hopefully that will bring back some confidence. And, yeah, we got a game on Thursday in Europa League. So it would be good to see... Players like Vieira get a test in their first start of the season. Go on, Lee. Right. Uh, where to start? Um, <laughs> I just don't see how anyone can say their team played well when they've lost 3-1. Um, oh, there we go. Against the team, everyone was saying relegation for it two weeks ago. Um, it's a very average Man United team. Don't get me wrong, they're 
they're showing a lot of character at the moment and they've had a couple of good results. But I don't know. I just thought there was a lot of disappointing performances from a lot of Arsenal players. It's the first time they've actually come up against a pro, I would say a, a proper, proper challenge this season in terms of one of the traditional big sixes. And yeah, they're just sort of, yeah, I feel like they've just been popped there. I thought they were poor. Um, I thought Saliba had a bad game. Um, he was sleeping for the second goal. He missed a, he missed a really good chance in the first in, in the first half himself, uh, which he should have at least hit the target with. Um, I thought there was a lack of bravery from the midfield in terms of their passing um, and and getting into the box as well. Like there's quite a lot of times Ben Ben White, for example, would make overlapping runs and people wouldn't give him the ball. But when he does get it to cross the ball in the box, there's no one in there. There's a few times Xhaka's got the ball. He doesn't want to pass it forward. He decides to go wide instead when there's a really good option through the middle for him in Jesus or Odegaard or someone else. Um, I just thought, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just kind of I thought it was poor. You know, I get what you're saying about the midfield, though. But the, the way I see it with the midfield, we've been left with slim pickings, all right? We, we, everyone wanted to see us sign a centre midfielder. And then we lost Elneny to injury. We lost Party to injury. So, you know, that was like throwing gasoline on the fire. So it was all bad to begin with. We only had small, like, we had little depth. Luckily, Europa's just started now, not a couple of weeks ago. But hopefully we'll start to see some players back. Party's back in training or apparently going to an international break. Probably, probably break his legs again. Um, but yeah. The midfield we had, look, Lukonga, he, he's never, ever rubbed shoulders with players like this. Ericsson, Fernandez, and let's be honest, er- Ericsson had a great game, again, under Ten Hag. Um, so, so a, lot me, of people questioned, a lot of people questioned Ericsson going to Man United, but he was he was very good. I don't know if that's because mm. Arsenal make him good. Um, there we go. Why well, can't um, you just accept a player for how he did and how well, he, how well he played? What was, that, what was our performance got to do with how well Ericsson played? Because you didn't stop him playing well. Do you know what I think the biggest one of the biggest concerns? Do you know what one of the biggest concerns for me watching watching Arsenal was is that at one one, what you were playing basically up on the half. Your centre backs were playing up on the halfway line. One, you know, you've got Rashford running in behind. You've got that, you know, that Anthony, the yeah. new lad. You've got a bit of pace about him. You had Sancho running in behind, um, and then you're playing up at the halfway line at one one with what twenty minutes to go. Suicide, mate. Like that's 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 naive. That's naive. I would disagree with that because if you look at a lot of the top clubs like City and Liverpool, they play with that high line. But we got the players Uh, to play. I don't think I don't think Arsenal good enough to play it. They don't press and they don't press well enough from the front to play a high line. I mean, Saliba and Gabriel have pace, so they have got pace. pace. It's just when you're playing that line, you've got to you can't switch off. You've got to keep your line tight, and you've got to follow your runners when they go. And just mm. unfortunately, they didn't really do it. They just let like Ericsson bowl through for the third. Also, as well, uh, I think you got to look at Man United were clinical, weren't they? That when they got in, when they got their chances, they yeah. were in the net. Whereas, yeah, oh, look, 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 look at Rashford. Like, for yeah, me, it's a very for good second. So yeah, Sunday, Sunday. I, I think it was a field day for Rashford because there were so many opportunities for them. Luckily, they didn't take every single one they got, but there was a lot of opportunities where they could have counterattacked us. Zinchenko was getting high. Um, I mean, he had a good game, to be honest. And, you know, if he hadn't, that could go 4 or 5-1. But the way they, they've they got Rashford, they've got Anthony, they've got a good midfield in Ericsson and Fernandes. Anthony, 
he looked good from what I saw, very little. You know, he got his goal. But Rashford, when you're one-on-one -on -one with a keeper like that, composure, he's, he's got it. We saw him do the same thing against... It was you, in fact, I think. And yeah, yeah it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And we've seen him do it many, many times. And I think he's he's going to be in for a good season because he's going to get a lot of opportunities like that. I think it's going to be a hard way back into this team for Ronaldo because if Rashford keeps doing that, the system's working. You know, you don't fix what isn't broken. And if, to me, if he, if he can do that against Arsenal, and I'm not saying we've got the best defence in the league, but there's going to be plenty of opportunities in other games, in less important games, where you're on the break and you're going to need a man like Marcus Rashford to finish it off. So... Ah, look. I think as well, I think with Arteta as well, though, you've got to think like he, at one all, if he would have sat back and just settled for a draw, all the Arsenal fans would have gone, oh, United were there for the taking, a draw, this, that, and the other. But the fact that he's gone for it and it's backfired and you got beat, obviously now no, it swings the, pe no, it swings the my, pendulum no. the other way. I, 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 I disagree with that. The, re he's a bit too the reason, he, the reason yeah. everyone's annoyed is because at 2 1, we were actually still in the game and playing very well. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to make them decisions at 1 1, that's fine. Mix things up at one-one. That's fine, but to but do it changed, just after. But this is this is my point. But this is my point. Though you were two-one down, and then he throws on it. He throws everyone on the pitch to try and salvage the game, and you end up conceding the third. I think Whereas that's the one, issue. Is he threw everyone on at the same time, which disrupts. Yeah. I think. Your, I think at one-one. At one-one, I think sometimes you've got to look and go. Like, where are you? One-one away at United. Trad traditionally, a tough game for, for most of the top six away at Old Trafford. You won one with 15, 20 minutes to go. Do you need to go for it? You're top of the league. You, you know, a point away at Old Trafford's not a bad result. So why not see? Why not keep what you've got and, and try and nick something on the break yourself rather than thinking that you're like Man City and you've got to go and win the game? I think the thing is as well, like there were so many, like Zinchenko and Odegaard, they were doubts for the game. They started. Um, I think there was more to be fed. He wasn't seen in training as somebody. That's in, the way United are going to play against the top teams, though. United, and, and I think we saw how United were playing against us. The the yeah. defense was the defense was getting tired. He could have made a change at one one, and I think that that I think that definitely saves us at least a point. At least um, at very best, it goes on till two one, and we get a, you know we get a nice little bit. In fact, the thing thinking is about that, it now, Vieira. It was his first time touching a Premier League football game. Like to to put him and Smith Rowe on at the same time was reckless reckless because they're both not saying they're the same player because i haven't seen Vieira yet you know i'm yet to see what he's capable of uh, hopefully i will on thursday but for me they seem very similar so if you throw on two number 10s when you're two one down you can bet your arm that you're going to get exposed just the way you just did like we just seen though, what from, happened from an from an arsenal point of view if at the start of the season they would have said you play you're, you're opening six games you'll win five and lose one you would have taken that you take it, yeah. yeah i'll take 15 points out of it's 18 of without a doubt without a it's doubt however so, uh, it could have I mean, been avoided that is, I think that's... Positive, yeah but i think you've got to look at the positive at the way this this time last year arsenal were what lose, lost their first three games struggling to get wins on the board now this year's complete turnaround so i think everyone just from an arsenal point of view just don't panic look you, you've been playing well You've come up against all right your first real test. I mean, the next time, just go and beat, win the next one. Who's your next big yeah, test? I mean, go and win we've got, yeah, we've got, we got Zurich away, and then like that will be hopefully be a confident, uh, a comfortable game. The young boys, there'll be a lot of players rested there, and then we've got Everton at home on Sunday, which you'd like to back us in. You know, you'd like to think two or three nil there, a couple of goals. Jesus needs to get back on the scoring sheet, so 
it, it, it may seem agree, like though. a setback, I, but it I, might put us in a it might put us up a level as well. It might put us up two levels rather than one because of this game. It might seem Jesus, like a knock. I but... think I think with Jesus, he's got to find that happy medium between dropping in and linking the play, and then actually being in the area to score the goals. Because let's not let's not like forget he's been brought in to score goals. He's not been brought in yeah. to link the play. You had that with Lacazette, and it didn't work. I think you've got. We've a, got enough got number tens for that as well. We've yeah, got Odegaard, Smith Rowe, and Vieira. So I think he's got to work. I think he's got to just work on 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 not getting dragged to the ball too much. I know that's his natural instinct is to try and get involved and make stuff happen. But I think also, like you say, so many times Ben White had the ball out wide and Zinchenko. They're looking up to put it in the box, and he's he's outside the box trying to get involved with the play. Get in the box. Yeah. That's where you're going to get your goals. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, look for me. I'm not worried. I think. Uh, October is the next big test again where we play Spurs, you, and then City in a matter of three weeks. Oh, God, what a good time that's going to be. Uh, if only January was coming before that. But Arsenal will go again. You know, we'll get we'll get another win and get back to winning ways on Sunday, hopefully in Europa League on Thursday as well. I'm more than convinced. And I I don't think this is going to have any, you know, I don't think this will have any effect in the dressing room into, oh, we're back to square one. It was a good performance. We lost the game. Silly moves from Arteta, and please, can he remember that there is five substitutes? But I do want to touch on Champions League um, before we wrap up, because obviously Liverpool play tomorrow night. Lee, I'll go to you first, and then uh, we'll end on Dale, because um, I know Dale's given a little bit of a take earlier. Um, but yeah, give me your thoughts tomorrow night. Uh, Thiago's back by the look of it. Who do you think... How many players can you see being rested, or do you think Klopp's going to go with guns blazing? Uh, just before I touch on Liverpool, I just want to let Dale know that Haaland's giving Man City the lead. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm worried for tomorrow night's game big time because we don't do well away in Napoli, um, especially in recent times as well. We've no even with a full team out, we don't do well there. I think we're even lacking a bit of away support because because um, of the trouble that go, goes on over there when our fans go over there or when any fans go over there. Really, it's not the nicest away trip. Um, but yeah, obviously Henderson's out three weeks. Thiago won't start because he's only just started full training, so I wouldn't expect him to start. Arthur's probably not match fit yet, um, so it's probably most likely looking like a midfield of Fabinho, Milner and Elliot. I'm all for Harvey Elliott. I think he's been class. Harvey Elliott's been class since he's come on, come in this season. Um, looks well over his injury from last year. Um, I've got nothing to praise for that boy. Um, but Milner, I just, he's 36 and he looks 30, he's playing like he's 36 at the moment. Um, I'm scared to see it. Um, so I'm worried about tomorrow night. I'm hoping um, I'm hoping Nunes can find some form. Or it'll probably be, for, I would have thought Firmino will start. As it's an away yeah. game. And yeah, he's a bit asked to drop him. On, the only reason I can think he was dropped on Sunday, I know it was a big game on Saturday. Um, but the only reason I can think is that Firmino is going to be given the green start, light yeah. in, in Champions League. Well, I'd hope so, because he's been yeah. in great form for you lot. Well, Jota, they, might give Jota, they might give Jota a run out as well, which I'm actually excited to see him back. Um, and I would like to see Matip giving a run out as well. Um, I actually miss him in our defence. Um, obviously, our defence has been quite erratic so far this season. I don't think anyone's really covered themselves in glory. That's, that's for anyone in the back four, full-backs and centre-backs. Um, mm. And I think we are actually missing him. I think he goes very unnoticed for the presence he brings, even his little little when he goes on his little adventures carrying the ball forward. Um, um, hopefully, he gets a little start. 
but yeah, I'm a little bit worried. I would settle for a draw tomorrow. How about you, Dave? You feeling more confident than me, or do you think he's got reasons to no, to perhaps be on? <laughs> don't please meant... don't sit on the fence, by the way. Please don't. No, no, sit no, no. On... no. I, I do. I, 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 I sort of agree with him to a certain extent that you know Napoli's not an easy place to go at any time. They're not as good as they once were. I think that in recent years when we've played them, we've had, they've had the likes of um, Insignia and when Dries Merton's been firing and Milik and people like that. They're, they, you know, they're no longer there. They have Koulibaly's gone now as well. Um, so I don't think they're as good as they are. They've got that big lad up front in Arsenal link with that Oshman, Osh- is it? Um, yeah. he's, supposed to be a, he's supposed to be a handful. But yeah, I agree with Lee. I think and this is this is where I sometimes get a bit of an issue with Klopp. Not an issue, but just a, I get a bit fed up with sometimes the stubbornness is when... He continues to play the four-three-three when we haven't got the players there to play it. So, like you say, the likes of Thiago are out, Henderson's out. Um, obviously, Elliot's a young kid; he's played a lot of football. I'd like to see him maybe try something different in this game. I called earlier maybe going four-four-two and having Firmino playing just sort of off of Nunes, um, and then having Salah and maybe Jota wide. I'd like to see Jota get a start. Uh, I think Salah or Diaz, one of them could do with a rest now, um, and then maybe swap them up. You know, sixty minutes, give take one off for the other. Um, I'd like to see Arthur get some minutes, uh, maybe not to start, but bring him on at some point and maybe go to a 4-3-3 in the second half. But I would like to see him maybe start. If if, if Milner and, and Fabinho are going to play, I think Milner's better off just playing more of a sitting role rather than trying to play in a free where he's expected to bomb forward and get back as well. I just don't think he's got that in him anymore. So I, I'd like to see us maybe try a little experiment, even if it's just for the first half. I don't think Klopp will. I think he'll stick with the 4-3-3 like Lee said and he'll probably pick the team that Lee said um, he can't really rest Trent at the minute because we haven't got anyone to put in there. Um, Kostas started at the weekend, so Robbo will probably be back. Van Dijk hasn't covered himself in glory. I think Gomez has, has been all right. I think he's had some good performances, but he's also had some shaky moments as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Matt comes in just to add a bit of experience in there. Um, there's not really much to choose between Matt and Gomez, to be honest with you. They pretty much swap one in, one out for the other. It's not... It's not um, doesn't change too much. I think Matt just gives you a bit more of a presence and a bit more experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd take, i say I'd be happy with a, with a one nil win. I'd be happy with a draw or anything other than defeat, really. First game, probably the hardest away game I'm going to play in the group. Just don't lose. Yep, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> wish I could talk about Champions League, but it is what it is. Um, I'm going to be watching your lot tomorrow night. I certainly won't be watching Tottenham. I know that for sure. Uh, but yeah. Everyone that's tuned in, thank you very much for tuning in. And make sure you smash that like button and hit the subscribe if you're new. We're going to be back next Tuesday. Um, Lots of football coming up at the weekend. So we're going to try and be discussing that next week more in detail. Uh, Yeah, tell you what. I'm going to give a prediction for Arsenal's game on Sunday. I don't usually like doing it, but I know my friend Pinner is going to hopefully be... Pissed as a fart on the way home, and Arsenal are going to give it a 4 1. Um, Dale, you're going for. Give me your prediction for tomorrow night. Obviously, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it for Europa League because it's going to be an entire new eleven. Um, it, like we will change change things because of the distance. But what, what would be your guess of a score for tomorrow night against Napoli? I said it earlier. I would go with 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 a, with a, with a close one 0 I think we might just edge it. I don't think it will be a vintage performance, but I'm going to go with a one 0 Liverpool win. Just Lee. Uh, my heart says one one. My head says one 0 Napoli. Oh God! All right. <laughs> um, yeah, that worked. I think. I think. I think. 
I think I agree with you about Arsenal and Everton at the weekend as well. I think you'll be. I don't think you'll even concede. I think you'll smash it about three 0 Nice, 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 nice. You got that same spirit for us going ended on, right? I mean, I know you're Liverpool fans. Come on, Dale, go for a yeah, five 0 No, I think I think it'll be a <laughs> be a reality check for Everton. I think they were celebrating like they stayed up last year for getting a nil nil draw at home to us. So. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I, I, I agree with Leah. I agree with Leah. I think it'll be two, three nil. I think it'll be comfortable. I think yeah, they're, they're, they're a different animal. They're a different animal at home as well. Goodison Park can be a bit of a cesspit. Yeah. I think they'll away put from, up a good. Away from home the Emirates, no chance. I think they'll put up a bit of a fight for 45 minutes, and then come the second half, you'll just you just take it away from them. Love it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, Bakaya Saka back on the score sheet. But guys, we'll be back next week. Thank you for watching. See you guys soon. Take it easy. Nice. Do not scratch your eyes. You are really seeing the most.